Uh, so I've always been involved politically my entire life. I just, I learn more and more. So you can never learn enough about politics. Every day you make a political decision, whether you know it or not. Uh, one of the first things I learned um, from Dr. Jacob Butler, you know, he is a, my mentor. Uh, he told me that, you know, then my politics is, it is the decision of who gets what, where, and why. So when you get up in the morning and you decide what socks to put on, you're making a political decision. It's that small, that minute. So everything we do, we have politics in our day-to-day lives. First, I tell people one thing you should do. You know, if you don't know, and if you get in, in this research information, you can go right online and get it. Whatever district you live in, find out who all your leaders are in that district. You know, you need to know who they are. You know, you can't say, you know, okay, well, election's here. Let me find who. No, you, you need to already know this. You know, if you don't know, you have no power because anybody can just run game on you because you have no idea what's going on. Hi there, this is an exclusive hot What's up, guys? It's your boy, Coach B. Hey, and it's Cammy. Wow, we're back on the studio. What's up? Yes, we are back. We are just happy because, you know, we have our first guest of the season. We're excited. This is a exciting or maybe anxious time of the year. You know, it's election season, guys. And I, like we told you before, we're going to bring you information about voting, our thoughts, opinions, ideas. And we brought a special guest on that it's going to give us so much information because he's like in the community politics is his thing like since we've known him this has been the politics man okay (laughs) so we would like to introduce to you yes (laughs) we want to introduce rick uh rick is brandon ricardo gordon uh from prince george's county he's a native and he graduated with a bachelor's in political science and pre-law He also has a master's degree in public administration and practices political science as he serves in various organizations uh, throughout Greenbelt. He's the chair of Greenbelt Voices Rising and vice chair of the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board for Greenbelt. He's also a published author of three books and host of the Platinum Mike podcast. He is an active member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity, Inc. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Prince Hall Freemasons. (laughs) Welcome, Rick. How you doing? What's up, brother? Thank you so much. I look, I appreciate being here. I feel official now. (laughs) To Cammy and Coach, so I feel official. Wonderful. Hey, you know, you know, you are always official. We only bring official people on, so I don't know what you talk about, Rick. You know, this 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 is stamp right here. (laughs) Hey. So. Hey, we we glad to have you on, man. First thing first, man. I, of course, Camila um said a quick bio on you, man. Um, just just pretty much give me a little history, just the political part that you may know about. Um, just some things that you know you could just break the people in in two short sentences or maybe three. You know, go ahead, and have fun just, right now. Just, just have about, your moment about myself or just in general political or? and by well, yourself. I would you say I would right? say about the, your love. For mm, politics, because I've like always that. seen you I as like, like this is like naturally your spot. It, it, right. it has been. I mean, since I was a child, um, you know, it all started for me. And actually, uh, in my upcoming, well, my fourth book is be more of a autobiography about my life. And it's called 
uh, rise political visions of the Capitol Heights kid. So about that, I start uh, my love story back in 1988. I was a small kid, and the first political convention I saw uh, was that night uh, when Jesse Jackson did the famous Keep Up Alive speech wow. at, in Atlanta. And so when I saw that, it really turned that love on even more. And ever since then, I've just been going 100 miles an hour. Uh, as a matter of fact, in my most recent published book, um, I talk about this a poem I wrote called I Used to Love Her. And I was, I still love her. And I'm talking about politics. Yeah, instead of the hip hop one. Yeah, it's my version of it. But it's like, you know, I still love her because it was my first love. It's still my love. Running for class offices in elementary school, ran for uh, student government when I was in middle school. I was in SGA in high school. I was SGA president in college. I was on the board of trustees as a student rep in college. Uh, so I've always been involved politically my entire life. I just, I learn more and more. So you can never learn enough about politics because, you know, one thing that you'll learn about politics as a whole, you know, every day you make a political decision, whether you know it or not. Uh, one of the first things I learned um, from Dr. Jacob Butler, you know, he is a my mentor. He's actually the Dean of Academic Affairs at North College currently. Uh, he's also a great man who make it sci-fi as well. And uh, he told me that, you know, then my politics is, it is the decision of who gets what, where, and why. So when you get up in the morning and you decide what socks to put on, you're making a political decision. It's that small. Wow. That minute. So everything we do, we have politics in our day-to-day lives. We decide which can make the dinner, you know, all that stuff. That are you are making, they're small, but they are political decisions. Absolutely. Wow. wow. Like, that's you good. know, that's a, a definitely a different way to think about it. A whole nother perspective It's so true. And all these tiny things will add up to big stuff and affect you. Like just yeah, they will. a great reminder. Um, so let's just get right into it. Yeah. You know, we got we got a big election coming up. We do. We Trump do. v. Biden. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. we just going to get right into it. Like, what are your thoughts about it's just been so much stuff. It feels like like I've seen those memes that go around <laughs> be like, yeah, we've been in 2020 for five years. And it really yeah. feels that way. It's just so many things that have been going on. So I guess debates, I guess the most recent debate, let's let's focus there because it's just been kind of everywhere. Okay. But the, the most recent one with um, Biden versus uh, Trump, mm-hmm. I'm just going to give a quick opinion of myself real, okay. real fast. Okay. I just thought it was interest, interesting how so many people gave kudos to Trump for just being like a, a semi-decent person by not <laughs> interfering. And they gave him so many points for that. I think overall they said people thought Biden won. But I just thought that's so interesting for him to act just like a normal person. He gets points for that. Uh, first of all, the bar was set very low. Yes. Mm. That we have to set the bar low for the president of the United States of America. It's kind of like a kid, you know, let's give him candy because he behaved in class. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. You know, supposed to have some sense of decorum and respectfulness and dignity um, and act presidential in a presidential debate. But, you know, unfortunately, because he somewhat kind of kept re- kept himself reserved, so to speak, uh, we give him points. And that's a shame. I mean, to me, I'm not impressed. You're supposed to do that. I feel that it was more of they finally got control, mm-hmm. but the it was it wasn't like uh, um, he didn't answer no questions for me. Like no. none of the questions got answered. So 
I did see him not being less aggressive um, toward Biden. And I saw Biden also a little upset. But I I really would have wanted Biden, me personally, my thoughts up in the beginning was Biden should have been a little more aggressive. That's my take, Mm y'all. I don't know what y'all think, but that's my take on it. I really felt like, yo, Joe, like, Give me, give me something, man. Like, yo, step up to this this guy right here. You, you the president. Step up and tell him, hey, listen, I need you to answer the question. Like Donald was asking him, hey, what about this, Joe? What about that? I, I needed, I needed, I needed um, Joe Biden to ask him the same questions. What y'all thought on that? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I totally agree. I think Biden could have been a little bit more, a little bit more forceful in, in his interrogation uh, of the president. You know, hey, you know, really, you need to answer these questions. One thing about Donald Trump is he's full of empty platitudes. As he has no plan, I mean, if you notice, he repeats the same thing. His common words, beautiful, big, (laughs) great, huge Mm -hmm. things of his usual, you know, shtick. And he's saying it over and over again. And unfortunately for his followers, you know, I call them what they are, his followers, his worshippers, so to speak, um, they go with that's enough for them. I mean, he has no, he just says good and he just says oh it's great it's good it's gonna be huge the greatest thing ever we talked about the pandemic and mm. as the distribution of this quote-unquote vaccine that you know that was they were currently getting you know the weeks or whatever he's been saying this since september it's coming in weeks we're almost in november mm. he's gonna keep saying this until the election until after the election if he's reelected, i'm pretty sure like well it's been pushed back yeah it's gonna get pushed back even further out you know, much, and, much like those taxes, huh? Those the tax yeah. returns, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another thing too. You know, I, I'm sorry, I'm not. I don't claim to be. You know, I am not a CPA, <laughs> I'm a tax expert, but I know enough to know. And audit does not take four years. Mm-hmm. You know, you said we're still being ran through and audited. I can understand that back in 2016, but we are in 2020. It mm-hmm. take that long to do a financial audit, you know, audit your, t- it, it does it to me. I mean, obviously he's hiding something. He does not want things to be seen. He's gotten money from places he shouldn't have gotten. You know, mm. And he doesn't want us to know that. And he's not as rich as he claims to be. That's another thing. He does not want people to know that he's not a real billionaire. I mean, he's probably, I mean, obviously he has money, no doubt, but he's not as rich as he claims to be. Yeah. I 100% agree with all those things. Like I think all of that is uh accurate uh, analysis of, the, of yeah. that whole situation mm-hmm. now i would say this i'm not we're really not going to spend that much more time on on trump 45 <laughs> because literally well i'm not going to say literally i'm just going to assume that most of our listeners are likely not going to vote for this guy just well, we might on, nah, I I said, say that i said most some people I, interested. I said we might can no, have them the turn i said most wait who's going to have we, we make no. it have them the wow why would I have anybody turn? But anyway, I'm just, and I don't want to get my blood pressure up too much. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get this rage that comes up sometimes. So I, let's focus just on, um, well, so many things to talk about, but just a little piece. Can we talk about Biden? What do you think that, you know, what qualities or incentives do you think he has just for our community in terms of like the black community, middle-class people, people that want to be business owners, I'm going to say this first. You know, uh, I was not originally a Joe Biden guy. I'm mm. there. I was not I was not a Joe Biden guy. I didn't, I didn't like Joe Biden, but I'm not a Joe I initially, you know, supported um, Kamala Harris in the early part of the primary. 
and then obviously dropped out. And then from there, I decided to support Bernie Sanders, who I thought was my second favorite uh, in the primary was uh, was Bernie Sanders. But um, but look, the whole thing with Joe Biden, I mean, right now, I think um, that we have a good opportunity uh, with him to really get some things done because I was people said the whole thing. He's been all he's been on 40 years and he's vice president for eight years. And why hasn't things have been done? The crime bill, all those things come up about Joe Biden. Mm. Um, you know, not good. I mean, you go back to even Clarence Thomas trial and, you know, his railroading of New Hill, you know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. to a lot of that, you know, doing with old Joe Biden history, you know, the plagiarism charges when he ran in 88, you know, wow. somebody's speech verbatim, uh, a member of parliament, he copied the speech verbatim and mm-hmm. he got caught, you know, so he's had his missteps and all his gaps over the years. You know, uh, but the one thing I say about Joe Biden is I think over time he's learned. I was I think he's learned. And even in the debate, he mentioned, you know, it was a mistake such as the crime bill. It was a, a wrong approach to really just imprison folk because putting folk in prison, just throwing people in prison is not always going to be the answer to, to, to the solution. To it's, most solutions, right? It's, it's not, especially when those who, you know, are messing with drugs, especially non-violent offenses mm-hmm. in jail. You know, you need treatment. People need to, to to learn. They need therapy. Mental health is a big part of this. You know, I think you have the right folks will be in his ear. He's willing to listen. He's at that that point where I think he's going to surround himself with the right people. As if, well, I would say on the other hand, you have obviously 45, um, who was the current president, but he doesn't listen to folks. You know, he has a lot of people who just, yes, you know, you're right. Mm-hmm. He's wrong. They still nod their head to feed his ego. Well, mm-hmm. in Joe Biden's case, he's going to have a cabinet full of folk. They're going to say, hey, you know, this is not going to work this way, especially when it comes to the black community and issues that we need, you know, a black agenda. Obviously, that's the biggest thing, you know. So I think that he will have some stuff, that, especially with his plan, that he's going to reinvest into the black community. You know, the thing about it, I will say this. Look, it's a plan. And like every person you can, they, they always have these plans. But the thing that we have to do is hold them to the fire. Mm-hmm. I tell folks, look, we're here now. You know, you have your problems with Kamala Harris and her her past in criminal justice. You have your problems with Joe Biden, his past. But look, this is where we're at right now. You know, so let's move forward. And if they get elected, hold them accountable to the things they claim they want to do for the black community. You know, and I feel they can do it. I feel they will do it as opposed to, on the other hand, you know, it's just another empty platitude to get him past this election. Because mm-hmm. you couldn't forget, if, if Donald Trump is reelected, he's technically a lame duck president. So he's mm-hmm. not reelection. So he has, he does not do none of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even wow. cow or nothing, because technically he knows he's wow. ever again. Yep. Really at the end of his rope. So he's going to be even more dangerous, yeah. more reckless, because, you know, it's not going to affect him anymore. At all. And wow. and then he could like just change laws or do anything. He's already mm-hmm. like doing so much obnoxious things. But I, I just like that point that you said about um just just everything you made in terms of like we're here now, because um I think the saying for actually, I don't know. I feel like Joe was your guy, Coach B. But you, you'll talk later. Oh. But he wasn't really much my guy either. Um, and guess what? Kamala wasn't my girl either, although I really do like her. They were not my top two picks, but it's just like so many people say like, oh, both of them are horrible. I'm just like, no, these are two different things, scenarios and people. And I'm just like, 
you try to talk to people and it's like, how can you make people see that it, it does make a difference? And I think so many times people get discouraged too, when they see like, well, nothing's going to change either way. But like you said, um, it's about holding yeah. uh, their feet to the fire and us as a community. But I think sometimes we have a hard time figuring out how can we do that? Do you have like tips on like what we can really do, like practical things for and everyday people? One thing is, is organization, you know, getting involved on local level. That's how you hold the fire. You know, you start on local level. See, the thing we tend to forget, and I even said this back when the whole thing happened with George Floyd and people in the streets and, and the mass protest and, and every, the riot and everything. And, you know, I said, okay, this is all well and good. Look, I'm not knocking nobody for what you need to do, you know, because, again, as we all know, Dr. King said, rise in the language of the unheard. You know, mm -hmm. to be heard. And they were heard. They were, you know, but at the end of the day, when all the riding stops, when the last candle goes out of the visual, you know, when we start marching, now it's time to sit down and build a plan, a structured plan of action, how we're going to approach this. And it all starts at the local level. You know, by start holding your city council, your mayors, mm -hmm. your county executives, you know, because they're the ones who hire these police chiefs. You know, mm -hmm. They're these, these state's attorneys, district attorneys, they're the ones who pretty much set the law enforcement tone in these communities, you know. So they really set the tone locally, and that has a direct effect. So really, you want to get yourself involved. Make sure you're at these city council meetings. You hear public hearings at these county council events. Make sure you're there. Ask questions. You mm -hmm. know, our first things, first, I tell people one thing you should do, you know, if you don't know. And if you in in research your information, you can go right online and get it. Find out who your city council member is, if you have one. Find out who your county representative is. Find out who your delegates are or your state representatives, your state senators. Find out who, whatever district you live in, find out who all your leaders are in that district. Because wow. you know, that's good. Them. You know, you need to know who they are. You know, you can't say, you know, okay, well, election's here. Let me find who. No, you, you need to already know this. Yeah, that's good. Power. You know, if you don't know, you have no power. Because anybody can just run a game on you because you have no idea what's going on. So you need to know who these folks are. Then you can hold them accountable. Hey, you can call right in the office. Hey, I don't like what's going on in my community. What are you going to do about it? What pause are you going to put in place to make sure, you know, that we have the right stuff for our kids to make sure that we're building new school buildings for these kids? Because, again, that's another problem we have. You know, we have outdated school buildings here within Prince George's County. So we need to find ways you know, to actually find the right way to get new business back. I mean, we, we spend money on so many other things. You know, we don't give money to Amazon or other folks. So mm. that, that's what I want to, and I don't mean to cut you off, Brandon. No, but no, 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 no. no that, that's one thing that I, I want people to understand. Um, coming from the urban area, coming from New Orleans, um, we did not know, B. We don't we don't know who our election official. We didn't know um, when you on the minimum wage and, and those people that make those impact, like you just said. Mm -hmm. um, but as some of my viewers now to go to the polls, what should they really know in order to make a, a actually in their own community? Because a lot of times you don't know. And you of course you say look them up. Of course, you could do that. How can they be maybe a part of it by you just being in? Um, in the political at atmosphere that you have been, how can they, you know, a person like me, a person that's in the urban area that really don't know? Like, is there a quick website? Yeah, is this something? Yeah, that there, there, yeah there, there's plenty of there's plenty of websites you can go to as far as on the state, local level. You have your county sites, 
Um, also, too, you have IWillVote.com. Okay. Oh yeah, saying that one. So, you know, you can you can go there as well, and also it can it can take you to different links within your state. So, for example, like you know, one thing that's coming up on our level are the questions you see, the, the questionnaires and all that. And question two, which is a very big one uh, within our county, and that is the gaming. Mm. And they just see, okay, you see all these signs and commercials saying, vote question two, vote question two. You know, it's about creating more gaming. My problem with the creating more gaming is, first of all, okay, look, I, I don't mind. Look, people have the advice, whatever they do, hey, you want a game, you want to go to a casino, that's your thing. But my problem is, stop using it. I'm, we're giving this money to educate our kids. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. More, I already know. Because where's the money from MGM? Wow. Money from Maryland Live. And all these other casinos, okay, that are in Prince George's County, you know, within our county, they go to other counties because they're not coming to Prince George's County. You know, they don't have to come in. That's the biggest thing. Again, that's why local is very important. So there's a certain amount of money to go towards these different avenues for the city, or for they they go to the county. Actually, they don't even go to the city. This is the crazy part. They go to the county, you know, and so the county decides where the money. Where they're gonna put the money. So, so we're in it. Wait, yeah, hold on. So the uh, county, the county decides this. Uh, I, yeah, wow. So. It, yeah. So the county is so the county gets that money when education because the county controls the education aspect here. Now, with Greenville being a municipality, right, we control law enforcement. So we would get that money, you know. But as far as it comes to education, the county gets that, so they can decide. So they can decide. Okay, we want to spread this money out. We'll give some to uh, for Washington, or we'll give some over to Bowie, or to Laurel and the entire time and we'll maybe give a thousand to Greenbelt. Oh, that's horrible. It's being built in Greenbelt. Yeah. So So that's the part that kills me. Yeah. So I want to bring back up the casinos because we actually have um, our kids go to school maybe within a two mile radius of that new MGM. And now, you know, we have been at the um, on the PTA and spoken and seen like our school actually petitioned for it and our school actually got a little bit of money they're like um spreading it out over like three year spans to all these different schools but it's still like i always want to know like well where how much money was earned and Mm. what percent went to where like are these things that you bring up to your city council also since you mentioned that like how uh you know activities will be in a certain place but then the broader place will get the money for it Mm -hmm. so for the casinos in uh, our county, Prince George's County, is the state getting that, or does that go to PG County? How does that all work? It, it, it goes so that money goes to the state. So wow. those, whenever those developers build, that money necessarily may not come back to Prince George's County. You know, they just wow. you know, it's, they'll just say it goes to education. They don't necessarily say it'll be here. They just broadly say it'll go to education. It's wow. broadly. Because I mean, folks, to tell you, like, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I did not vote for question two. I didn't either. I already voted. I didn't vote for it the first time when when they asked about the MGM either. Yeah, I'm, I, it's it's look, I, I get the whole. Look, I don't knock it. But I get the, the entertainment, casinos, all that's great. I've been to a few myself, so I look. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, stop using education as a ploy to just earn money. You know, because again. You're giving this, and one thing that is what they quote unquote give to these schools or education is just a minute fracture of the money and the billions they are earning. 
Exactly. That's why I was asking you, like, where can you find the amount that was actually earned and given? Like, who do you go to? Or is there an online? Mm. Is that like the, how do you find this information? I always wanted that. So as far as the actual percentages, a lot of that stuff, they, I I, I hate to say this, but they keep a lot of that hidden. Mm. Wow. Because they don't, they really don't want that to be seen. You know, for a certain reason, because if folks really saw what these consumers were racking in versus what they give to these schools, you know, of education, people people be an uproar. They would. They would. I mean, they're they're sitting there, you know, taking the city or county for a ride. So that's the reason why I can't get behind the question, too, because it's just more of the same. You know, you're building another casino or more gaming. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And yeah. not pouring back in the community. And not pouring back in. Wow. So that's that's good. That's good. I I I just want to know, I'm kind of more on the voter suppression Mm -hmm. right now. When you say voter suppression, what's the first thing you're thinking of just the voter suppression idea? Uh, Voter suppression, uh, as far as one, um, early voter access, um, voter IDs Mm -hmm. um, is a big thing. And the reason why I kind of say early voting, like early voting, for example, you know, one problem that we had, I'll say, lo- I'll use my, my city locally. Uh, one of the things we had here in Greenbelt was um, doing the voter, the early voting during our city elections. Um, you had one section of the city that had more voting, early voting time than the time in what we call West Greenbelt. And the West Greenbelt is a predominantly black, Hispanic area, you know, and, and it's come forth. Plenty of times, raises plenty of times. You know, we need to have equal time for early voting. See, those are things, you know, because you have one area that's retirees, a lot of retirees, a lot of folks who, you know, work those straight nine to five jobs and they're off. You know what I'm saying? Then you have an area who is mostly, you know, urban, mostly black folk. They're all working folk, middle class folk. They're working two or three jobs. You know, you have a lot of key kids. I mean, you know, when they get, when their kids get up in the morning, Mama's gone to work. Mm. When they go from school, mama's on job number two. Mm. Wow. I'm saying so, and that's and that's the part that you know we need to run. That's the reason why that, in my opinion, we need to try to shift how we do voting mm. and really make it equal. I mean, personally, it needs to be a voter holiday on a national level. When you have the presidential election, it needs to be a actual federal holiday. It needs to be absolutely. Where folks can actually go vote. Don't have to worry about, okay, I need time off. Now, most jobs, for the most part, it's okay. If you're going to vote, they usually say, hey, you can go vote. You just have to, you know, okay, you can go vote. That you can go do. You know, but to me, that's just not enough. Because some folk, you know what I'm saying, work hourly wages, work hourly jobs. You know, they're they're going to get their their money, which is important because they need that. You know, especially when you have elections like this coming up where the wait times in these lines Mm-hmm. Long. I know. Wow. Waiting. Especially, you'll see it because voting here in Maryland begins on Monday. Yeah. You're going to see these wait times. Yeah. So that's that was my thing. Like, because uh, you see so many people, um, I guess, champion the people that have been waiting in line for seven hours. I'm like, that is horrible. Mm. That is not anything. Mm. Wow. That, it's just like, well, God bless these people, but that is not even anything. Mm-hmm. Anyone should be doing. No one should have to stand in line for the a whole day, like a work day, 
to yeah. vote. And it's just like that is straight up voter suppression. Um, so you already but mentioned now, a few things like with the voter ID, mm-hmm. also like a lot of places, thankfully not here. Well, I'm not even sure. Close and posing uh, polling centers mm-hmm. like uh, in Texas, they got one polling center for every county. It's like wow. nonsense. Wow. Um, also in Florida, how they're trying to change, um, you know, to for felon uh, people who have committed felons they've reinstated their voting rights so now they're trying to say oh you have a pay amount wow. so you can't yeah, vote true. it's, it's just like tax. so it's many ways the poll tax yeah, yeah. so it, and then also with the mailing right so i they the trump administration uh so sees that you know mailing voting was not going to work or it's not right or it's fraud or it won't be delivered because they so slowed down the post office this is like so many things to combat and my question is in terms of Democrats, because in general, it tends to be Republicans are causing the voter suppression and slowing it down because they know if high numbers vote, it tends to be more Democrats that vote if you have a large amount of people. So my question is, since this happens literally every four years, every two years for like the midterms, Mm -hmm. why are are it seems to me that Democrats are always reactive instead of proactive? It's like they're in the court at the last minute, so a judge would turn this around. I'm just like, why can't we think out of the box and be proactive for these things? Um, I just, it just, it just really, it makes me so mad no, sometimes when I see. It. I'm good like, question. it's not like y'all didn't know it was coming. They do literally the same thing every year. Right. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, no, I, I definitely believe that. Now, when it comes to live, again. Back with the voter suppression, you know, and it kind of goes back to that whole how long waits because they cut down the voting places because they want folks to be to get impatient. Oh, well, forget this. Mm-hmm. You know, most folks, I mean, what folks going to do? You see a long line. If you go mm-hmm. and it's crowded. I know I do it myself on holiday season. I'm like, you know what? Nah, I, I, never mind. I just go to Amazon. Forget it. <laughs> you, know, so <laughs> do it. you know, because I just, I hate waiting in line. Yeah. And they know they want folks believe. That's why Greg Abbott do what he's doing in Texas. You know what I'm saying? You know, because they want to suppress folks from actually casting their vote. Now, on the other end, Democrats, yes, we are, you know, we need to be more proactive. You know, we need to try to really push. In my opinion, this is one thing that I would really suggest is a lot of these drop boxes that we have, we need to double the drop box amounts we have. Especially in this day and time, everything quick access, yeah. Yeah, you just you just want quick access. So in my opinion, we start doubling these drop boxes. You know, we can get around this whole mail thing. So when they try these games with the mail, you got the drop boxes. You know, which in my opinion, for those who, who are listening to your, your podcast, you know, and haven't voted yet, you know, if you can go to the drop boxes. You know, what yep, I'm saying? that's what we did. Yeah. Go, go get you know get around the mail. Don't put against the mail. Yeah, but if you can. Go to a drop box, drop it off there. That way, your vote is directly in a box that it goes to yeah. right, elections. So, I and get that. And I wanted to point that out too because that was another tactic. When you go to drop boxes, that was another tactic in California. They were putting fake drop boxes like a political Republicans. Uh, some sector was putting fake like tabs or wow. slabs on boxes from to make people Maybe think people that crazy. they were voting in a real drop box. So look on your like state government or your local government, yeah. your county government to see where the official drop boxes yes. are. I would say when we went to ours, 
there were two unmarked vehicles yeah. that were watching Very the true. actual drop box um, to make yeah. sure that it wasn't tampered with. Because I saw in another place it was like burnt or somebody threw some, some actually, fire. It was, it was so, actually yeah. in, it was actually, I believe, in Texas. Uh, yeah. State, uh, was somebody kind of set it on fire? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, trust on fire. Now, that's the one thing, you know, in areas like that. And again, that's, again, goes back to why local elections are so important. Because, you know, when you have leaders like that, like Rick Abbott, who want to do suppression anyway, you know, they won't have those boxes guarded. They won't watch. They won't have cameras. They'll just leave them there. And what can happen, they're hoping something happens. They're hoping. Because they're putting a box saying, well, I did my part. We did our part. You know, and kind of winking. We did our part. And hoping someone goes and does something. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to you have the right leaders in place, you can have these boxes and have them guard it. You're going to have, like, the ones, if you haven't noticed, on the boxes you go to here in the state, they have cameras. So they're actually monitored. They're 25-hour surveillance on those boxes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it feeds back. So you can see if someone goes up these boxes and tries to tamper. And it has a big padlock on it anyway. Yeah, it does. And I mean, the the little the window is so small, you really can't do anything to it. But, but yeah. So th- this is my question. And, and I know... Um, and and I know we talking about voting. So Ice Cube, okay. Mm-hmm. So Cube has came on television, and and I think he was talking talking about Black America, and uh-huh. and, and I and I think when people looked at him, um, and this is my question as well as I think what people seen like, what the hell are you doing, Cube? Like w- w- what's going on, Cube? So, um, but Cube was really fighting for Black America, but I think. Q was saying we need to ask for what we want this time from each person because our votes do matter. Um, what's your take on when Ice? Just give me your feedback on Ice Cube. Here, I had a lot of mixed feelings. Here, here's 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 my take on it. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, my take ain't popular. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Hey, we like we this, like this different. Can't Coast yeah, baby. Let's not, go. Yeah, I know it's not popular. You know, uh, to me, uh, Ice Cube uh, was acting very naive. Mm. It was an ego thing because, in my opinion, you know, you're talking what you want to do. You want to demand things. Okay, it's kind of like, for example, you know, your kids, you know, want a gift. Okay, for Christmas. All right, they want a gift from you, you know, and they wait till Christmas Eve at eleven thirty at night. Tell and, it. You know, I want, I want a new video game. I want the new Xbox. Now you had the entire year to give their Christmas list. I'm wow. Pretty, already gave you their list already. But they have the entire year to say, hey, mom, dad, this is what I want for Christmas. You don't wait till Christmas Eve to say, hey, this is what I want. At 1130 at night on Christmas Eve, I'm pretty sure stores are closed. Ain't too much you can do about what they want to get. You may have to wait till after Christmas, you know, and that's, and that's just a, a minor example. My whole thing is Ice Cube had four years of Donald Trump. He had four years to do this whole, we need to stand, we need to fight, we need to put this plan forward, this quote-unquote contra of black America. Where where was this? Seriously, where was the CWBA that he opposedly put together? You know, you mm. a month, less than a month, less than a few weeks to the election to say this is what we need. You know, it's an ego thing. You, you, you're trying to put yourself in the forefront. 
man when i tell yeah. you i guess i got an unpopular opinion too because i felt like exactly that same way i don't think like he like went into it like straight just like oh i'm i'm trying to be a um you know uncle tom or sambo or whatever but i feel like it's very naive and mm -hmm. like arrogant like the audacity, like you have ground workers that's been working and doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't want to meet with them and see what the game plan is. And like, you don't come at the last minute, uh, three weeks before the election and sit down with a family, a man that is known for just lying. using, abusing, <laughs> lying. Yeah. He's done this to multiple celebrities. Can we go down the list? Steve Harvey, yeah. um, Kanye West, all them uh, church pastors, black pastors yeah. like how many people we got to go through jim brown how yeah. many people do we have to go through for y'all to understand yes. that this man is literally just all talk and he will do anything yes. to get a vote and it's like they just use the whole thing for it it's nothing wrong with having a plan but yes don't come at the last minute this is you don't know how politics works clearly he because don't. nothing he is going to get done he's not the one you need to pass it mm. through a senate and a congress mm. it's like so many things and factors and it's like you're so arrogant to think that oh but when i step in the in the building my fame my status my celebrity yeah. is going to get it done i agree that we need to have a plan and come at people but no baby it's like the complete wrong timing and everything and you mm -hmm. didn't consult with anybody except yep. yourself wow. and now you get like mud wow, in your face good. and, and trying good. to talk back and they're using it for everything they're saying yeah he's with us and guess what that's actually going to actually <laughs> change votes this thing how many people are going to change it like oh oh yeah he's yeah. black america just for you meeting with him so yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't get it he doesn't get it at all and and, 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 you, and you said perfect the thing with him is the thing that really upsets me with 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 ice cube you know is do you like you like you said you've seen the pattern with him and black celebrities you know you are either a photo op or something you can go brag about on social media do they they yes they agree to meet with you because they could say they met with you mm -hmm. now guaranteeing I, I can almost guarantee it that you probably told them, well, I want to meet the Biden folk, and they said, well, we can meet after the election. You know what I'm saying? We can have the election kind of talk about it, you know, which I kind of get because if they win, they can really do something about it. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Technically, Joe Biden is not the president of the United States. He's a former VP. You know what I'm saying? So he's not in the position of technically power to really do that. Now, you decided to go to a man literally three weeks Prior to you meeting with his, I'll, I'll say he didn't say he met with him, he met with his people, meeting with a campaign of a man who refused to denounce white supremacists. Mm, that part. A wow. organization, the three weeks, that, and still refuses to, you know, and more recently, as of a few days ago, said, I'm the least racist person in the room. Because if you know the definition of least, <laughs> does not necessarily mean gone, doesn't mm. exist. That it, means you got some racist in there, yeah, there. Look, I can sit there and say I'm the least fattest person in the world. <laughs> I'm still fat. You know what I'm saying? I, they don't mean it's gone. I'm still fat. Man, you know, I'm long. trying to tell you, words matter. Words matter. It really, truly does. And that's what upsets me about Cube. You know what I'm saying? Because you sat there and you had an entire Democrat primary. Mm. An entire primary 
of 20 plus people running, you know, now all of a sudden you want to sit there and hold Joe Biden feet to the fire. You could have did all this during the primary. You could have put him out on Jump Street in the primary. You could have put all these folk in the primary on Jump Street. It really, matter of fact, if you got all this money, you could have held your own debate. I'm sure they probably would have went. Ice Cube's presidential debate, vice, you know, debate. He could have held his own debate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and interview had all the candidates. He could have called them all in, whatever else. You know, he could have televised. He got the money. He could have did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's personal agendas at this point. It really is. That's right. You wait four years to now all of a sudden That's right. to push an issue. And think about it, too. Now, if Trump really wanted this so-called unquote, platinum plan, this is what makes me upset about sitting presidents and plans. You know, because you currently are the president. Why not do it now? Bam, boom. You know what I'm saying? Boom. You have the power of executive orders. Yes, you have the Senate. Yes, you have the House. But if you feel that strongly about it, if you felt this, if you felt strongly as black concerns and the black agenda as you do about a, excuse me, a damn wall. Mm. If you're gonna make an executive order, make sure that you can move funds from the over for a wall, but you can't use funds to move to really help the black community. That what you really are, you know. And folks ignore that; they tend to forget that. You know what I'm saying? So if Trump was all serious, he had four years to read it. I'm sorry, the whole appeasement stuff about the quote unquote First Step Act things that were already in play during the Obama administration. Okay, I get Trump. Yeah, he signed it or whatever. You know, they finally get a push through. But I'm sorry. Again, you're you're going off the work of another black man. There you go. And then not give him uh, any credit. And credit. Your it was already in place. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we come to HBCUs. You know what I'm saying? The funding was already there. I know. You read that. All he did was just re-up it. All he did was re- just reactivate it every year. All he did was say, okay, we don't have to reactivate it. It's just permanent. That's wow. it. Yes. And I'm glad you there. like pointed that out because so many yeah. people were like, Add that on and say like, oh well, Trump did. This is like y'all oh, have to read between the lines through all these things. <laughs> he did nothing. He he didn't do it. None of the stuff he did. It was stuff already in place. Wow. Place. You know what I'm saying? If, for example, if you know, I have a setup to where you know, you know, I say, hey, you two, I'm going to give you the previous person, your people. So you know what? I'm going to give you guys a thousand dollars every month. But for me, do I have to re up it with my committee every month to approve? Your thousand dollars. Then I come along and say, you know what? Forget the reapproval. You get a thousand dollars every month. You have to reapprove. You just get every month. He knows we get approved anyway. So you just sit there and say, look what I did. I'm the greatest man ever. I gave you a thousand dollars every month. I didn't do jack. You wow. didn't. You just let hey. let it roll, and it was yeah. already gonna roll anyway. Yeah, it was gonna roll anyway. It, people were gonna stop. It's yeah. It wasn't in trouble of being stopped. It just said, okay, we're gonna let it just roll through, just rolling. Just, yeah. Wow. So I want to change the subject to like the biggest thing ever in 2020, of course, mm-hmm. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking because it's like elections matter. When we say elections matter, like, mm-hmm. wow, that's like one of the biggest things that I can say, like elections matter. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if we had a president that actually believed scientists and medical people? Um, how wow. many less people would have been dying at mm-hmm. this point? So I, I um, I'm wondering prayerfully, you know, we get uh, a new incoming president. Um, do you think, how how much do you think they can turn that tide of COVID once 
you know, maybe we have mandates of people actually following like, you know, states or is that even possible on a national level to mandate states to have protections and things like that, like masks and things or what is Well, that? you know, it, it can. So as a president, as a federal government, you can make a federal mandate. I mean, again, that's why you have the power of the federal government. You can make a mandate. So if you have it to where you have an actual Democrat, a, well, let's just say a sane person at the stage, mm. person to wear else, you know, and actually mandates mask wearing on a federal level, you know, and make, hey, and say, well, we need to mandate masks. You know, I think that we can flatten the curve, you know, nationally, you know, and the only reason why folks and these governors, more mostly Republican governors, you know, now I will say with the exception of Charlie Baker of Massachusetts. And now I'm going to give Larry Hogan a little credit. One of Larry Hogan that gets me is that he started buckling under the pressure of, in this state. Mm-hmm. You know, because he knew you know, they had the rallies and stuff like that. So he's rushing and pushing the state of because, you know, all the Democrats are turning on I mean, Republicans or turning on him in the state. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like that. You know, because obviously he has other plans down the road. He knows he's Maryland, you know, because obviously he has presidential aspirations. You know, you can't run for president and not win your home state. Yep. Oh, so, you know, he wants to make sure at least he can keep them at at least a grasp, you know, if he does that. But yeah, but you have a president who, first of all, said it was a hoax. It was a joke. It was a hoax. It was another Democratic hoax after the impeachment trial. You know, and you have these Trump wannabes, you know, down in Florida, Ron DeSantis. You know, he is a Trump worshiper. He loved Donald Trump. You know, guys like that. Greg Abbott, guys who love Donald Trump, you know, and, 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 and folks who sit there and do and put don't even they have to be forced into doing these lockdown orders, forced into it. And then they use lockdown orders late to the public. Mm-hmm. Gonna be the first ones to reopen after yeah, I know you know it's crazy. Wow, wow. It's crazy to me. It really is. Just like you know, uh, it's like that you get the governor of Georgia, you know, same thing. You know, it yeah, I know. My question is because I think, like you were saying, a lot of people buckle down with mm-hmm. pressure, like even like especially from 45, because he's mm-hmm. so nasty, he'll send tweets, he'll have people yeah. like troll you and like once he gets your name on the list, like the Michigan governor, it's like a whole, mm-hmm. even the white supremacists, everybody's attacking you. So it's like all that pressure that you buckle and fold under. So I'm wondering if um, if there was a new president, you know, would some of these people start acting sane again and following rules because they don't have to save face and act like, yeah, we're on your side, Trump. Like, I'm just wondering if that would just change the whole mood too. like where they'll say, OK, you know what? We will put on a mask. We will mandate this. I just wonder that. What do you think? Quick answer, yes. And the reason why I say yes is because a lot of these governors are afraid of Trumpers. They're afraid of the Trump contingent. You know, as long as Trump is in office, he controls that contingent. You know, so they're afraid to get primary. They're afraid to have this Trump that says, okay, I'm going to challenge you in the Republican primary because you don't stand with my president. Mm-hmm against you in the Republican primary mm. and, they, and they're afraid and Trump has done this where he has come after Republicans that stand against him in their primaries 
Wow. I know. I see and, that. And he, I've watched Republicans wow. lose the Trump Republicans, you know, the Trumpers, this lost Trumpers in primaries. You know, they're 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 afraid. They're afraid to be that they have this, you know, Twitter to come after them, get on Twitter and talk mess about them, you know, about him. You know, for example, you know, the first victim of of his wrath, barely before he even got in office because the Trump contingent, you know, was Mia Love. She was a black Republican. Oh, yes. I remember. Mm -hmm. She was not a fan of Donald Trump. And he knocked her and knocked her down. And the point was she was already in the general election. But what happened, you know, the Republicans stayed home and they, they didn't vote for her. So she lost. And then when she lost, he made fun of it. Yep. He, I remember that. He, yeah. he made fun of it at several, several, not one time, like several times, oh, like yeah. mocked her. So he's, yeah. he's nuts. But um, yeah. my question is because, you know, four years ago, it was all good. You know, two weeks before the election, you know, everybody was gearing up for President Hillary Clinton. You know, we felt good. It was in the atmosphere. We getting through the Obama years. The polls told us that, you know, Hillary so Clinton has oh, it, she has a 70 percent chance of, of winning <laughs> all these polls here. And there. What yeah. do you say about polls? Because, you know, right now it's in the atmosphere. People feeling it. Polls say Biden is leading it. I'm just like, I ain't falling for it. Nothing. Okay. Nothing oh, at yeah. this point. I, everybody go vote like this. Don't give <laughs> me an okie doke. What do you think about polls? Polls are pretty hit and miss. And, 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 and history has shown us this. Um, you know, for example, you can go farthest back during the 80s uh, when David Bradwin Bradley ran. He was the mayor of Los Angeles, first black mayor of Los Angeles. And he ran for governor. And all the polls showed, it's called the Bradley effect. All oh, yeah. were showing that he was running away with the governor's race. And when election day came, he lost by double digits because folks didn't know I want to see a black man as the governor of California. So when they on, they were telling people, yes, I'm going to go for David because they didn't want to see him racist. But when they got in the polls and got in the voting booth, when no one can see them, they voted for the Republican. So let, let's, let's stay with that. I, and I need my people to hear this part, what Brandon just said. They saying it. They saying they voting for Joe Biden. Be aware that you must go out to the polls. They are mm -hmm. saying that they voting for Joe Biden. So make sure you're going out to the polls. But Brandon, continue. I need and, people. And one more thing that. too. Guess what? Poll numbers are not votes. Yes. Those questions yes. are not, not vote. Voting. No matter what That's somebody true. said, that is not an actual vote. You actually have to vote. You do. For the you do. You do. And those of you folks who are maybe listening to other states. You know, especially states like South Carolina, Virginia, places that are, are I mean, dire. Now, Maryland um, is going to be what it is. We all know that, you know, Maryland's going to probably go blue. It usually, uh, it's not a purple state, but places like Pennsylvania, uh, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, places that are real battlegrounds. You know, Ohio, you know, can go, you know, so you have to really get out and go. Just ignore the polls, go. But I will say this, though. So there's two sides to the coin. Well, says hit or miss. So, for example, you know, during this time of the election, Obama was leading uh, John McCain. You know, like he, he, he was out of what it was going to happen, and yeah. you know, polls are right. Obama did pull out. You know, what I'm saying he was leading and and he won. You know, folks were still scared, but black folks were more like, hey, until I see him say he won, you know. But 
yeah, he was winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I would go back down. You say Henry Clinton and the atmosphere. Now, be, be frank with you. I'll be honest. I did not feel the atmosphere. Because, first of all, Hillary Clinton was not, again, unpopular opinion. But I'm sorry. It's the facts. She was a horrible candidate. Mm. I think you so. know she did not work as hard. Now I will say Joe Biden is working harder than Hillary Clinton did. I will give him that. She literally ignored states. Oh yeah, wow. She, like that, she barely campaigned in Pennsylvania because again she thought it was going to be handed to her because there's no way this country's going to elect Donald Trump. Wow, I know that's what it was. You know, you know that's what we thought. You, and, and the thing about it, folks, and again, why voting so important? You have Ohio, all right? This country, half of this country, 59% of this country did not vote in the last election. Did not vote. Now, if you go look into the records in Ohio, you literally had a vote was cast for Harambe. A dead gorilla, someone wrote in Harambe as a write-in vote. In Ohio, we're not talking about California, that's going to be blue, or Maryland is going to be blue. You know what I'm saying? But we're talking battleground Ohio. That is a toss-up. That can sway elections. You know, somebody in Harambe. And I'm pretty sure they probably thought it was a joke until the racist called for Donald Trump. And they probably realized, I'm pretty sure that person, whoever they were, man, woman, whoever it was, you know, probably sat and looked themselves like, wow. Yeah. Like, what did I do? I probably played a hand in this. I wish it mm-hmm. like that. They probably yeah. like, played a hand, you know, because went away. Yeah, and that's another thing with like the process, the electoral college, and Hillary won three million more votes, but lost the race. But I, that's a whole nother subject because I think that should just get. They should get rid of it. I think that's. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so that's a whole nother thing. But so that's why you can't afford to play games because even if you have more votes, guess what? You could still do. Yeah, in two thousand, another spurt, two thousand. You know, then you have again came down to a popular electoral college. Bush versus Gore, the infamous. Yeah, oh. yeah Bush v. Gore, Florida, 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 Canada, Florida, and you know, and then you had you know, it come to the Supreme Court. You and know. yeah, that's a whole nother thing. We might have to have you on again because there's so many things in terms of politics that the community we just need to talk about and be aware of. Because that's another reason why I figured that Trump was trying to get that Supreme Court well, to, to. I will say this if I, if I can, if I can just say this real quick. Um, one thing about the Supreme Court, you, you made a very good point. The reason why they're pushing any Andy Coney Barrett, you know, I was because they're playing on this to go to the Supreme Court, yeah, because I. If this race is close on election night, it's going to go that far. Now, one thing that a lot of folks don't know this, another little tidbit folks didn't realize, Andy Coney Barrett, who more likely will be on the Supreme Court, okay, John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, all right, and Brett Kavanaugh, who was just, you know, two years ago put on the Supreme Court. All three of those people, all right, they all were associates in 2000 working in Florida for the Bush campaign. So worked that Florida campaign. That's right. You know how to finagle and work an election to go to court. And those same people are now sitting on the Supreme Court during a presidential election that may come down to that. So again, something to think about. You know what I'm saying? 
showed you the the world we live in again why local elections are matter mm. they do they, they they i mean they do because even these you know these local you know judges and stuff like again this stuff matters these little judges can wind up on these courts you know we have a judge race in our that's, county. that's good uh, you have to be pick these folk right brandon well i i appreciate your moments man i i think uh man i I, it's so much that have been said. I'm hoping that our viewers out there actually, how can they reach you on social media, man? They want to kind of look you up, or uh, get, your books, uh, uh, get, your books get some there? books out that mm-hmm. you talked about, man. Cause right now you gave us a mount of information and it was so good. Well, no, you can definitely look me up at, uh, at Rick Gordon um, at Facebook or you go to my show, kind of my podcast, uh, which is also on Facebook, Instagram as well. Um, also my book, uh, my current book of uh, the emancipation of Rick. It's available on Amazon.com. Uh, it's my other books available on Amazon as well. And again, I, I thank you for having me. I really do. I, yeah, I feel official. I, <laughs> I got to sit down with the president and first lady of Black America. So, uh, thank you, you so God, much. Man. Thank you for coming on. We really, really enjoyed it. And a lot of great information and thoughts, ideas. Thank you so much for coming on. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate having me. I really do. We appreciate you, Brandon. Again, this is Cammy and Coach B, and we're out. Bye. We'll see you next week, guys.